right, and welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords. As always, I'm Andrew. And I'm sure you're wondering whether I can, in fact, swing from a web and do all things spider-like. I cannot, for those wondering. I tend to find the theme tune that matches me the most is Spider-Pig rather than uh, Spider-Man. I think that's um, disappointing, but fair. But what's even worse is people can't hold me to the ceiling and uh, let me crawl across it. It would prove, you know, listen, and that's like the big show's listening. If he's, <laughs> to if be he's honest, I think even he would struggle now. He's getting on a bit. Or actual Spider-Man. But guys, as you may or may have not not have noticed from our ramblings early on, we are talking about the one and only web crawler, Spider-Man. Are you saying the hyphen? It sounds like you're not saying the hyphen and it feels like it's really important, which, by the way, for you super nerds... So you nerds, think there needs to be a dramatic pause between no, Spider-Man? For you, it's spider Man. She said, for you super nerds, that's a direct reference to the comics. Also, do you think nowadays it should be Spider-Person? I feel like it, there's no like post-men or post-women anymore, it's post-person. Well, yeah, but they're a lot, that's like a job title. Isn't it? This is a name he picked. Yeah, but I feel like it's, it's not, not quite politically it correct. It features a pronoun. It doesn't. It's not like pronoun dependent, though, is it? It's not like... Well, I I've, I've personally think it's... Well, no, did he really name himself? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I feel like in the films it's left up to you know, interpretation. When, when Gwen Stacy takes over and he's, she's Spider-Gwen. It's not Spider-Man. Yeah, all right. Well, look, we need to set ground rules straight off the bat. Today we're going to um, talk about the Spider-Men live-action films. Yeah, and we have to we have to limit it to that because I have a personal affinity to the um, to the ninety four Spider Man cartoons, and obviously Into the Spider Verse is one of the greatest comic Both book of which movies. I've, um, not seen. I do want to see uh, Into, Into the Spider. Yeah, it's one of the best. And to be fair, with all the, I actually did some preparation uh, in the run up to this because I wanted to be prepared because you know we take this seriously. Uh, well, at least I do. But um, yeah, no, fucking <laughs> tell them how seriously you take it. No, fucking tell them how seriously, right? Because I'll tell you now, and you'll you'll see, if you're watching it, you'll see the notes, right? So just before we get here today, he turns to me and he goes, oh, so I didn't know, like, what you wanted to run through and talk through. He's like, I've got a few lists of, like, I think, you know, things we can rank. And it's like, oh, hang on a minute, because you didn't fucking tell me any of these. So you've had time to go away and think about them. <laughs> knowing full well what you come, wanted to come here and discuss. Knowing full well that I'm just going to have to rely on the fact that I am a bit of a nerd and I do know these films quite well. Well, first of all, one, I knew you were a nerd and knew the films quite well. Secondly, in the past, when we've covered subjects and I've come with notes, you haven't had notes, and vice versa as well. You've come prepared and I haven't. So I didn't really, one, want to break tradition. <laughs> but two, I had faith in your knowledge of the Spider-Man universe. I mean, basically what there will be today is a lot of rambling. That and also... A lot of padding. What else do I get to have a slide dig at you about? Those are things I'm quite short. I'm not very successful in the in certain fields. <laughs> to be fair, you can't help being short. Dexterously challenged, I think, at times. challenged. Fair enough. Well, anyway, I think we're uh, getting a little bit off the uh, topic here. What were we talking about again, Jake? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Live action. Yeah, the live action films. Um, so I think there's probably the best place to start is what's your favourite film out of all of them? It's a really, really good one, and I'll tell you now, it is, it's it's a really tough one, so I'm just going to kind of, obviously, because it's a pod and we have to talk, I'll talk through some of them, okay? Um, so, the, so the, um, I was too old, uh, too young for the, for the 1977, 78, 81 Spider-Man films, right? I, I think it's fair to say, when we say the live action films, which I, I mean, personally, it's from Tobey Maguire. Fuck that, I'm ranking them, I'm including them, you told me. 
We're ranking the live action Spider-Man. Can Spider I be quite honest? I didn't know I'm there was a Spider-Man film pre-Toby. Wow, let's just hope Nicholas Hammond is dead so he doesn't have to hear you completely <laughs> mug him the fuck off. Is he off. dead? I don't know. I didn't look up that much. I mean, Christ almighty, you know. You've come with the notes. You should know these things. I should be asking you. Well, I didn't look up the history of Spider-Man. I literally sat down with a bit of pen and paper and wrote down who, like rankings of bits and pieces from the films. But, um, yeah, so the first, the, 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 the Sam Raimi Spider-Man does obviously hold a special place because I was like, you know, uh, what would I have been about nine to Tobey Maguire one. So I was about nine when they came out and I was just the right age. Yeah. I, Spider-Man is, is one of those heroes that so many people relate to. He's, he's loads of people's favourites. He's certainly my favourite. I found him a very relatable character. So yeah, to see him on screen, that. it was a really special thing. However, for me, the latest... Spider-Man at point of recording, so obviously they have released the trailer for um, No Way Home. Yeah, but, but um, obviously it's not out for and I have, yet, so we haven't I seen really love The Amazing Spider-Man as well. Oh, certainly The Amazing Spider-Man. I happily sat and watched that like three times in the first week I saw it. Oh, really? No what, the Andrew Garfield? Back to back, it, loved it. But I think Far From Home, the MCU one, is probably my favourite one. And the reason is because Mysterio is one of my personal favourite Spider-Man villains. Yeah. And I thought they handled him really, really well. Visually, it was stunning. It, it, and it was, was just very like well done. Book. I can't disagree with that. And to be fair, Jake Gyllenhaal is just a phenomenal actor he's as well. Brilliant. So you bring him into any film and he's going to knock the socks off of it. So no, I would agree. Mysterio, definitely but up there. What about you, favourite Spider-Man film? I've got to say, probably it's got to be one of the Tobey Maguire ones. And I would say it's number two for me. It's a very common choice. Um, and it's not a bad choice. Uh, and that's not to take anything away from the Tom, and Tom Holland films. One of my notes was I would probably say, out of all the Spider-Men, he's almost at the top for me, but not um, for various reasons. But And I think his films overall are probably better in terms of cin cinematically who's in them, how they're done. Um, but I didn't particularly like the the first one. He did. Um, the um, Vulture. Yeah, with Michael Keaton. I can't remember. And Shocker. And I mean, and the Tinkerer. And we got some great, great well, Spider Man villains in Well, that. the thing was, before watching this, because the only time I'd seen that one beforehand was when we were actually in Cyprus together. We sat and watched it on a Cody box in the um, villa we were staying at. And um, I fell asleep watching it. So that was sort of my memory of it. So I sat and watched it again recently in the last few days just to sort of refresh it. And I sort of felt. The same about it. it didn't really grab me. There were some good moments, and but overall, no, it wasn't. I think it's probably one of the weaker ones for me. Um, but in terms of the second one that he did, um, it's definitely better because of Mysterio, um, but still not top for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'd move it on, but I don't have a fucking list. <laughs> right. Well, let me have a quick pad for me, Jake, for a second. So, guys, Spider-Man debut. Never mind. We don't have to. I don't have to. Actors, if I know that figure, I think he debuted in 1962. To be honest, um, the the nerd people would call right. me on that. But well, before we start going into the best, should we talk about worst? So, out of all the worst um, Spider-Man films, well, you can do a film. I was going to oh, start God. with um, villain. Worst villain. And when I say <sighs> villain, I mean mainly like main villain. But if it's one of the small side villains, it might be a bit more difficult to argue that. That is tough. I would be drawn to... I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you what the worst villain, the one for me, and it's a lot of people disliked it, was um, I think the villains in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I didn't like their Green Goblin, 
and I really didn't like their electro because they went straight to hyper electro because they didn't do normal electro. Yeah, and they went straight to hyper electro, and it was like, bro. Well, th- and go on, what's it's yours? funny. I've put one and number two. Uh, James De uh, Dane DeHaan, Screen Goblin, and Electro. And the thing is, it has nothing to do with the actors because I like both those actors. I like Jamie Foxx and I like Dane DeHaan. Um, but like you, I thought I, what I disliked because I, w- I watched that film again as well was it feels very rushed. Like the whole film, a lot happens in that film because obviously, I mean, spoiler alert. No, it, it suffers exactly the same thing, and we'll obviously expand into this when we start talking more about it, or maybe we won't. Maybe we've the, that boat sailed. It, it suffers with the Spider-Man 3 syndrome of trying to do too much in one film. Yeah. So it's trying to set up, it's trying to do the Green Goblin storyline, the um, the Electro storyline. It's also trying to set up the Sinister Sticks. It's also trying to do Peter's dad. Yeah. Um, and you get all this stuff that just ends up, because they have to cut bits of it. And so even if you watch the deleted scenes, which obviously I have, we all we all can pretty much know that I, you know, if a deleted scene of... of of a nerd thing like Star Wars or superheroes, I've probably fucking seen it. But even though you watch them all, they still feels like I just we're going off paths that are just turned into coldy sacks because they don't go anywhere. Yeah, and it felt busy for the sake of being busy instead of doing one thing really well. Like if they'd have focused on Harry's Green Goblin or Electro, just focus on that because literally, I think Electro becomes Electro in the space of about fifteen minutes in the film, um, and that it's, it's far too rushed. Yeah, and um, it's the same thing with Spider-Man 3. It's, it's, they jump straight into this, like they're trying to do the Sandman thing, and he's got a whole big arc in that, the Sandman thing, because yeah. it's like his daughter, and it's, there's this real moral question of who's in the right, who's in the wrong, when does, when's a crime a crime, and when's yeah. it sort of okay. You've, so you've got all that, then you've got the connection back to Uncle Ben, then you've got the, the, the um, Harry Osborn revenge arc, then you've got, yeah. you know, the, the ever-running story of trouble with MJ, and you've just got, all these things, and you've got the whole him questioning his old rollers, yeah. and it's all, it's just way too much. And then they throw much. in Venom into it as well. And the Venom arc. Yeah, and to be honest, probably the worst cast Venom we've had so far by I far. didn't mind Topher Grace's Venom. Oh, I didn't. Uh, as Eddie Brock, anyway, I didn't mind. Uh, well, yeah, as Venom, he shit, to be honest. He did, right. I don't think like he had the physical presence to pull it off, because Venom's supposed to be quite so an I, intimidating I, I character. Like, yeah, he is. Um, whereas like, Tom Hardy's far more I don't think he has um, the, but equally though, the different you know the the obvious difference is that Tom Hardy's been given a whole film to expand and yeah, explore yeah, the yeah, character. That's one hundred percent fair. But I think in terms of if you were choose like if I was going to make a Spider Man film now and who would I have as Venom? I'm not going to bring out. Right, can face. we just say so excited to see um, Woody Harrelson as Carnage? As oh yeah, yeah he's going to be good. Please, Woody yeah, as, a dumb yeah seriously, super excited for that. Um, I also put as my. I put uh, Topher Grace as my third worst villain on the list, to be fair. I don't know who yours would be. I think we're agreed on one and two in terms of uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 villains. Um, it's a good question. Yeah, it probably would be. I mean, to, to be fair, I'm in, not in preparation for this. Like, So I sort of watched the tiniest bit when we said we are going to do this, the, the, the 1977 Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man. That's not a great villain. Okay, fair enough. But having said that, at the time there was nothing to compare it to superhero wise. Not really. I mean, Captain America no. had a fucking crash helmet on. That was his thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's not much to compare it to. And also, when you look at the CGI and stuff that's available now, and the, even the practical effects, yeah. you're quite limited in what you can get away with. And the, and the superheroes now are cool and they're slick. 
but they were super cheesy. Back and in they the, were clunky back in the Back day, in the 60s yeah. and the 70s and the 80s, you know, they were. And then it was only really in the 90s when people like, um, I can't think of, you know, but when like comics like Spawn came along and stuff like that, and the, and the they did a good, and, and maybe a little bit earlier in the 80s when, um, Frank Miller got onto like the Daredevil stuff, yeah. and the and some of the Punisher storylines. They started to get like, okay, superheroes are cool again, but it's because it's adding a dark element to the story, isn't it? But obviously, you know, the, even in, like in the seven when when the the Nicholas Hammond Spider Man came out, what it really is is it's a case of the only other superheroes that people are still comparing it to are um, Adam West Batman. Yeah. So they're like, what well, does superheroes need to be? Colorful, camp for kids. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I never watched um, Adam West Batman, but obviously I've seen clips of it and I've seen bits of it over the years, but and it never um, appealed to me. Um, but all right, let's move on to... Uh, right, who do you think the best aunt and or uncle is? Okay, I'll tell you now, the best aunt may, for me, Sally Fields. Oh, man. I'm so because glad you said that. I didn't want to have to argue that. She is I really didn't. phenomenal. She is. And I think the thing against Marissa to me, I think what I really I like what they're doing with she's her. She's too hot. But she's yeah, she's super hot. She's too hot. Like, I shouldn't be getting a boner over Aunt <laughs> no, May. I'm like no, I no, shouldn't no. Be, I mean, don't get me wrong, there were times during the Sam Raimi ones where I did get a bit of a bit of a semi on over Aunt May, you what, know. I'm, I'm only Rosemary, human. Rosemary uh, I've got her name, Rosemary Harris. I'm only human. Really? You know, when when Doc Ock's taken her up the thing, you get a little upscale, you know, I'm I'm only human. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like uh, she's too. She's like really young and pretty and stuff, and it's like that's great, but it's not Aunt May. No, no, no. But I like. I do like what they're doing with the hands. Um, yeah, but I think also to be fair, that version of Peter Parker is supposed to be a younger version, and they yeah. really wanted a younger version of Aunt May. For me, the the then the Rosemary Harris one is um, they've literally just cropped it straight out of the comic books, which on the one hand. People love they're like comic accuracy, yeah. comic accuracy. But on the other hand, it's like it doesn't work brilliantly for film. It, it's it's all right, but I think she was a far Sally more Field packs more of a punch emotionally. Yeah, I think Rosemary Harris's one was a bit more of a preachy Aunt May. She was quite and a bit. But she was still great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, she yeah, was still and she worked for the Maguire Field for me is a like Oscar level actress for me. Agreed. Um, so I think it's very difficult for anyone to top her. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, no, without a doubt, I, I put number one, Sally Field. Okay. Uh, number two, Marissa Tomei, and just simply... So although, Mar- because she's too hot, she's hot enough that she's So not she's lost. hot enough that she's bumped up. Yeah. So yeah, she's like, she's yeah. the worst up made, but she's kind of hot. She gets a bonus point. She jumps I'm, over I'm, here. I'm sorry. There. I'm a simple man. That, that's just how I feel about it. Wow. What I about mean, you? Would you put her third then? underneath i would um, yeah i, I, think I, that's I would fair. i mean i'm just doing it on a very shallow level so i can i think i, wanna I could th- bend on that i want to say this i think we've been incredibly blessed in terms of the actors that have come to these roles yeah. when you look at the villains everyone from alfred molina to willem dafoe to um you know to the new ones to jake killing or however you are meant to say his name to um uh michael keaton we have had and and then the you know these guys so the three Aunt Mays we've just mentioned Marissa Tomei Rosemary Harris and um, and Sally Field are all incredible incredible actors and the Spider Men Tobey Maguire and I noticed everyone does the Tobey Maguire eye thing like but the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland are all very talented actors and I, we I just want to say that I don't think as where we're ranking the system we're being critical for almost for the sake of being critical. 
because oh, really yeah. they are all. I mean, this is a very um, casual conversation. I don't think this is something we're getting very passionate about, and, and I don't think um, if they heard us talking about it, which I think is very unlikely, I don't think it would come across as if um, we're not giving people their due. Um, I think they're all talented actors. Obviously, you don't get to that level unless you are. Um, I'd probably, I mean, I mean, we'll get onto it when we talk about best Spider-Man. I think we'll probably leave that to, to last, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, um, you've done the prep, you tell me, right? <laughs> right, so we've done uh, best aunt, best uncle. It's only two. Um, I know who mine is. It's a tough one. Because the thing is, because Uncle Ben literally has like a very three limited scenes role. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say I can't split them. Really? See, I, I I go Martin Sheen. Oh no! I'll tell you. Oh no! Because then that's that's a no. Ignore me. Why? What, what was your thought? Well, what I was going to say was I got really emotional during Uncle Ben's death scene in the Amazing Spider Man, the Michael Sheen one. Yeah. But that wasn't so much over Michael Sheen. That was Andrew Garfield acting during that scene. Oh, see, I it was thought, phenomenal. Oh yeah, I've, I've, I think both of them. I mean, Andrew Garfield's gone on to. Am I wrong in thinking he's won an Oscar? I don't think he has won an Oscar. I swear he won it for Hacksaw Ridge, best actor. He might have. I mean, I so, don't. I mean, I mean, I'm just bringing it up for the sake of saying that. Yeah, he is a quality yeah. actor. I know he got nominated for it at the very least. Um, but I agree. Well, with you. to be fair, Toby Maguire won an award, won an Oscar for his um, his role in the uh, in the priest thing. What priest? You know thing? about the, the priests touching each other that he did with um Kirk Lazarus. No, I've, no, I've not. And. Uh, that does, that's not what my circles run through, I'm afraid. No? Well, I don't watch a lot of... Uh, what, Tropic Thunder? I have seen Tropic Thunder. The, the priest film that he does. Oh, is he in that? Does he do a little... Oh, no, Ted Lie loses it to uh, loses it to Ben Stiller's character. Oh, okay, fair enough. So he's not one of those, so I'll take it back. Oh, fair I've enough. sidetracked for nothing. <laughs> Killed a minute, though, didn't it? a very, very niche reference. Killed a minute. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, but just honourable mention to number two, to Cliff Robertson as... Second best. Yeah, because I can't. Ben. I can't spot him. I just remember not thinking a lot of him in that film. Obviously, it's sad he dies, and but I think when you watch the Amazing Spider-Man, it feels far more emotional when he dies in that film for me. Um, but right, so uh, best femme fatale, best female protagonist, the main lady love interest. I mean, again, I there's only really. Go two. On, you do yours first. I've been going first. You go first. Um, I think for me, well, I, put, three. I put Gwen Stacy at number one. I think she's, I think on balance, pro- Emma Stone is probably a better actor or actress. Well, what than, I think um, what they had going in Kirsten their favour. Well, I know you, I mean, you can. Well, also, answer. when you find out that Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield are romantically involved, I think that their on screen chemistry was that much better. Absolutely. Um, but I also think the character themselves um, back then, when the Tobey Maguire films came out, they were far more traditional films in the sense that the woman's the the damsel in distress and the man comes to rescue her and that was very much the case for every single film she was forever getting into trouble and needing spider-man's help whereas with gwen it sort of felt like she was just there on the sidelines and then in the second one she helps him and obviously tragically dies um and i think ultimately that's why i don't like the amazing spider-man films as much as the Toby Maguire ones is because they killed. Because you want your women helpless. You want your women as damsels in distress. You're very no, no, no. I'm saying the opposite. You're not progressive. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I liked Gwen Stacy, and when they killed her off, it really pissed me off. So that put them below, just off of that. Spoilers. At least, 
at least Peter ends up with Mary Jane. I'm pretty, I can't remember now at the end of the third one. Oh, there's a really beautiful. No, no, there's there's loads of beautiful moments. Anyway, yeah, crack on. Yeah, for <laughs> what me. What um, Again, see, the thing, and not, not to do Kirsten Dunst, don't again, she's an incredible actress and she plays the role really well, by the way. they It's a really good, well written role and whatever. Yeah. But I think the thing that works against her compared to the other two is that Zendaya and Tom Holland and. Uh, Gwen Stacy, uh, Gwen Stacy, as Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield were dating, we know that at the time yeah. of filming. And Zendaya and Tom Holland, there's lots of rumours about them dating, but their their chemistry is incredible as well. Yeah, see, I felt like in the films, the my reason... problem is that they did the they went MJ. Yeah, I, f- I think for me, the 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 reason I didn't include the young lady from the Tom Holland films is simply because I don't really see her as a love interest in the film, because I don't think that's really how they play her. She's more of a a sidekick with a love interest on the side, so I sort of see her as a potential ally to Spider-Man rather than just a love interest, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I and also in the interest. films, as uh, they haven't really got together. Well, they have. Oh, have they? <laughs> yeah, at the end of Far From Home. Oh, fair enough. I forgot that bit. Fair enough. I came really prepared. Yeah, you really did. I mean, fucking hell, it's a good job I am here. Good job I've watched the movies. I, I still sort of maintain what I said, though. I don't. I, I prefer Gwen Stacy still. I like that we've got together, though, and we're like, you've, you've sort of like this idea of, like, let's talk about Spider-Man. And, and what's happened, prepared, what's and happened is, we've gone, should we talk about Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen him? No. I think that'd be a problem, though. The thing is, I have seen the film, and I thought that one was fresher in my head. Well, clearly not. Um, but apparently not. No. Do you know what I mean? Listen, I don't have any notes. I'll tell you what I can... I'll, I'll spring one on you. What's your um, What's your favourite Spider-Man costume? Unless you already have that ready lined up. No, I, I didn't even yeah, think to boy. ask that one. Yeah, boy. So no, that's a good one. Um, oh, you'd have to go Tom Holland, I guess, in the, the one that I'm Tony Spider. Stark... No, I prefer the one... In uh, Far From Home, when he's... Is it Friday's the voice in his ear? Yeah, Karen. Karen. Well, he names her Karen, but is it the same voice as Friday? No. Oh, okay, fair enough. I felt it was quite similar. But anyway, yeah, I prefer that suit, because I just thought, you know, like, he has the drone, and I'm not a big fan of... It looks cool, the Iron Spider suit, but I feel it's sort of not... I think... I think the spot. I think the Tom Holland suits are probably my least favourite out of the ones on screen. That's fair. And my favourite... The, the only reason that the Amazing Spider-Man edges it, and it's it's you'd you'd arguably people write and go, well, that's not fair. That's not to do with the suit. That's to do with the direction they took the character. Is that because Toby Maguire has uh, organic web shooters? Oh, he doesn't actually have to wrist. have web shooters. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that Andrew Garfield has web shooters just just takes it over the edge for me. Okay, but doesn't that's fair. Um, so you don't like Toby Guire as much because he's a spider more naturally. I mean, we'll come into that at the end, yeah. But see, I have. I mean, in terms of like how in depth I've gone, I've not gone to like who can sling webs level. Um, but right. So the next one I wanted to ask was most memorable moment in the movies. I mean, I mean, right? Okay, Jesus, we well, better go through yours, haven't you? While I think. Well, of to some. be fair, I've literally only written two. The two that really stand out to me when I think about the films uh my second one is gwen's death and i've put next to it what the fuck um because personally i didn't see it coming um it's quite emotional when you watch it 
Um, and it's funny, when I was watching it the other day, it's you can tell they made it for 3D, that scene, because of all the bits flying at the screen as she's falling. Um, and then I put at number one, uh, the Tobey Maguire moment where he stops the train. Iconic, no doubt iconic. And it, and for me, it's not just the stopping of the train, it's afterwards when the people stop him falling off of the train, they see his face and then give him his mask back. And um, I think that's quite a touching moment in the films. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's it. When they're, you know, when they're like, he's just a kid. No, you know, yeah. I'm no one to my kid and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when Doc Ock steps in and they all step around him, it's yeah, a beautiful yeah. moment. Yeah, no, I think that's got to be up there. I think the little moments that I really enjoy are always in like Spider Man 2 when the, it alludes to the bigger things. So when um, J. Jonah Jameson is talking about, uh, uh, he's, he's like trying to name Dr. Octopus, and he's like, oh, Dr. Strange is like, oh, but taken. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and just alludes to it. That some of the shot for shots, so when he, you know, when he's got the suit half hanging out the, the, the garbage can, yeah. that's a great, that's a great kind of shot. The, I really like the bit, and I think there's two moments in, in The Amazing Spider-Man that I really, really love. One, when Andrew Garfield chases, it's like chasing down muggers. He's trying. He's literally going after the guy who he thinks what he's. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and he he's in the car with the guy, oh, and he's like, the go, for the door, no, the go for the door, no, go for the door, no. And when he pulls the knife, he goes, oh no, my you weapon, my one small knives. Oh. <laughs> I love that moment, and I really like the moment with the kid when he's saving the kid who's in the car going over the bridge, and he yeah. kind of gives him his mask, and he's like, does this put this make you feel be better? Yeah. And I think that's a really sweet moment. Then I'm trying to th- I'm trying to sort of like pick moments from each of them. Yeah, the the. That moment's iconic. I think the Goblin's death in Spider-Man One, when he kind of goes, "Oh, you know," yeah. when Spider-Man dies, like, "Ah, I have been bested." Yeah, um, yeah. is a really nice moment. I think the um, the deaths, both deaths. Yeah, I think both all, all deaths. Yeah, I think the Uncle Ben deaths are both quite hard in both. Um, I think another moment I just thought of it's at the end of Amazing Spider-Man Two. And it's when he's obviously been moping around for six months, and then that little kid steps out into the road to take to on stop Rhino. Rhino. Um, oh, can I go backtrack and say that's my least favourite Spider-Man villain? By the way, can I completely backtrack on that? I forgot about him. Well, no, I, I don't think you can really class Again, him as a villain. Really. Paul Giamatti, great actor. Yeah, shocking, shocking. Yeah, decision I mean, of I Rhino. always sort of maintained I felt what let things down for Andrew Garfield was everything around him, rather than anything to do with whether he was a good Spider-Man or not. Um, and I don't even think necessarily the casting was wrong around him. It was the story, the way it was delivered, or squeezing too much in. I'll or... say this is a moment, again, that I really enjoy from The Amazing Spider-Man. It seems like if everyone's going to be like, oh, you just, have you only ever watched The Amazing Spider-Man? Like, But it's really nice. I really like the moment. It, for me, it packs a lot of really good memorable moments. So there's the bit when, at the end, when he's promised um, Captain Stacy that he won't see his daughter... And yep. he'll stay away for our own good. Yeah. And he comes into class and his his, his teacher sort of says, Pip Parker, why are you always late? And he goes, Sorry, it won't happen again. And she goes, Don't make promises you what you can't keep. And he those goes, But those are the best, are the best ones. And it's like a really nice Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um Do you think it's his fault Gwen died? Um, no. Of course not, do you? Tiny bit. Wow, he's salty, bro. He he made her dad a promise, didn't keep it. And then she died. Died anyway. But to be fair, I mean, you do get the moment in the film where she's literally like, I make my own fucking choices, not you. So she knew what she was doing. Um, So, right, any more memorable moments you want to mention? Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any sort of from the first ones that are really 
you know, good and memorable. I tell you what we can't not mention if we're talking about the Spider-Man films. What's that? Peter dancing down the street. Oh, it's one of the most... To be honest... Memorable, I'm, though, is you never said good or bad. No, 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 absolutely. No, no, I'm, I'm not discrediting you bringing it up. I, I just had completely forgotten about it. Um, it's one of... The, I remember being a kid watching that, thinking it was one of the cringiest things I'd ever seen in my life. Um... Have you ever, I mean, just to change subject slightly, have you ever heard about the rumours about Tobey Maguire off screen? No. Uh, uh, it's nothing like, it's not like Me Too stuff, so I don't feel like I'm being salacious and bringing anything up. Have you ever seen a film called uh, Molly's Game? No. It's a film about a woman who set up a um, poker game in a couple of cities and made like... Is that Charlie's Theron? No, not Charlie. No, no, no. It's, it's uh, Jessica Chastain plays. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. It's a really good film, and I'd recommend it to anyone. It's just quite fascinating. Um, and he's never named. So is she paying us to promote it? <laughs> I just, I just feel like we should be really careful about what we put out in the pod. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Since when? What? How many people did we insult last week? Taking you worried about? I took some of them back. Others? I took some of them back. Very few. Yeah, not many, but some. Um, but yeah, so the film's about a woman who sets up a poker game, and there's this absolute bastard in the film and she calls him player x um and the only hint she gives to who it is is uh, she calls him a green screened little shit um because she refuses to name the majority of the people that played in her game for various reasons um and obviously i'm not going to get into it because it's quite a long film and that's not the purpose of this episode you're not going to do what i um, had last I week i then sort of did some researching online to see who was rumored it's rumoured it's sort of a mixture of two people, they reckon, and it's uh, the main one was um, Tobey Maguire, um, and in the film, and apparently in real life, and it's true, he's a massive poker player off screen, um, and he's made a lot of money playing poker, and um, he plays it basically because he likes destroying people's lives, um, and he screws her over in it, and... Um, sort of ruins things for her and sends on at her on a spiral basically because she didn't give him enough attention. Um so like would that affect what you'd think of him? Or? I mean absolutely not. Couldn't give a shit about poker. <laughs> Couldn't give a shit about anything associated with it's it. Fair enough. I just thought, you know, No, I thought you were gonna for a second I thought you were gonna do because genuinely, again not to sidetrack too much, but a couple of weeks ago when I was at work, genuinely I had a guy ask me if I'd seen a film and I said, No I haven't and he proceeded to explain the film to me, scene by scene. <laughs> like he gave me like the B plot, the what C film plot. Was it? I fucking cannot remember. I oh, could wow. not tell you because he was like, I don't know who was in it though. Like Jesse McCartney, or whatever his name is, like the naughty teen heartthrob. Guess what I said? He was like, "That guy, have you seen it?" And I was like, "No." I was like, I'd "Probably none of his films were really aimed at me." And he just went on and he started saying, "He's like, yes, yeah, about this and that that happens." And then he comes over here and she does this. And I'm like, "All right." And then he just carries on. And it's like scene by scene. And like I said, I'm on the C plot. He's like, "Yeah." And all the while, uh, you know, a little brother. I'm like, "Bro, like, what? If I want to watch the film, I watch the fucking film." I guess there's no point now. At any point, did you say anything to be like, "Mate, I'm really not interested"? All throughout. <laughs> I think listeners of the pod know that I'm not one to. I don't know. See, I'm hold the, my I think on I'm that. the type of person in that situation. I just go silent. And hope they and I start doing other stuff and hope they get the hint that I'm not interested. No, definitely not. I asked him if he's been paid to promote it or something. I was like, fucking walk me through it. Like I was the sort of person at work that if someone was chatting to me too much and I had stuff to do, I just started just walk walking away. Them. No, I just started walking away and kept talking to them until I could no longer hear them and then I was just gone. Tell me why you keep walking away from me. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lady that I live near and every time I walk past her house for some reason 
she's out the front. And she's a lovely lady, but do you know, just sometimes you're like, do you know what? I'm Not just, today, yeah. Um, and I have to take like one headphone off so I can hear what she's saying and pretend I want to have a conversation. But I just keep walking the entire time and she'll be like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And then, yeah, I'm just gone. Yeah, I make you make you right. Anyway, sorry, massively sidetracked. What were we talking about? That's what we do on the pod. Right, Toby so, Maguire dancing. Yeah, yeah. Toby Maguire's dancing, yeah, just the cringiest shit I've ever seen in my life. Well, great. Okay. Um, all right, I didn't hate it to be honest. It gave us memes, it gave us talking yeah, points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it still crosses the internet to this day, to be fair. Um, so I think probably the last question I had was ultimately, who do we feel is the best Spider Man? Um, okay, uh, I think I just saw you eyeing up my nose. Fucking right, as well, at least you've got some. Come on, you know who your favorite is. What does that say about me? What? I'm what? Is there nothing about you? <laughs> Not everything is about you, Jake. No, disappointingly. One day. Maybe. Well, look, you've got the notes. You've got the list. Why don't you tell me your list? Right. Well, I put at number three Tom Holland. And I put, I love Tom Holland, but I felt he's had the benefit of studios working together. So, like, we've got to see him as an Avenger. And I think that's elevated massively, I think, his popularity overall. Um, and I feel like he's had the benefit of having the studios working together. Otherwise, I think his films would have been incredibly similar to what we've already had. Um, and I thought Homecoming was the weakest film overall. So offended. Uh, I put Garfield is probably the best actor, but was let down by a poor storyline, uh, bad acting in part, or bad acting choices, and then like, as we said, it was too busy. In the films, and then I put Toby Maguire is probably the least talented actor, <laughs> but for me gave a convincing, a convincing performance of someone shy and nerdy navigating life, other issues, loss, and then also coming to terms with being Spider Man. Whereas I felt like with Andrew Garfield um, and with Tom, obviously with Tom Holland, we haven't even seen that journey. We've just come into it, and he's Spider Man. Should I tell you he would um, make just listening to your description there of, of Peter Parker or whatever? Should I tell you he would make a great Peter Parker pre Spider Bite? Oh. Michael Sarah, just <laughs> awkward bumbling. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is he'd then be too ugly to be Spider Man once he's Spider Man. Well, that's what I said, like pre Spider Bite. Once he ironically, it. that's who they choose to play uh, Tobey Maguire in Molly's game. Is it? Yeah, Michael Sarah plays a bastard quite well. To be fair, uh, he plays a bastard really well in uh, This Is the End. <laughs> that film's brilliant in all sorts of ways. I mean, it's god awful, but it's good. I love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's sort of how I've ranked it. I've put Tom Holland last, Andrew Garfield second, and Tobey Maguire. And I think also for Tobey Maguire, he has the benefit of being the first Spider-Man I ever saw on okay. screen. Um, so, oh, you have actually seen these ones, have you? <laughs> yes, I've seen. I've seen all of the Spider-Man films. Well, you say that. Kid, you say that. But I've, I've, I, I don't. I still, to this moment, Jake, despite the fact you told me Tom Holland gets with the other girl in it, don't remember it. But that's not to say it didn't happen. I don't remember what I had for dinner yesterday. So, yeah, but no one invested millions, hundreds of millions of pounds in what you had for dinner. You well, maybe you don't know that I spent a lot of money on food chain. <laughs> Put some Chinese takeaways through college. Right. Sitting there judging me for my food choices because you've lost weight, you bastard. Listen, I judged you long before that, and I will judge you long after. 
Top, okay, top four. Because unlike you, I do include Nicholas Hammond. I think that's rude not to. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't even know who fucking Nicholas Hammond I is. I don't respect him enough not to put him at number four. He is at number four because I don't have any personal connection to him. I've seen. I've seen. You just want to be different. I've seen parts of the film. It's okay. You can't put him on the list if you've not even seen the full fucking film. You did a whole episode on things you've never even seen. You can't be coming at me because I've not seen one film. I have seen it. I forgot something. (laughs) Yeah, the film. I'm human, goddammit. He's number four. I'm not not changing that. He's he's, he's okay. I'll tell you, I, I think Andrew Garfield comes in at number three. And I'll tell you why. I love Andrew Garfield. And he is... My favourite Spider-Man, I think. But we're not talking about favourite. We're talking about best. And the oh, reason... See, I, I sort of did it in terms of favourite. And, and the reason... what I feel. My favourite is my best. Okay, well, the, well then there you go. There's, there's a, lot, a lot of crossover on your list. But for me, he's an amazing Spider-Man. But he's way too cool to be Peter Parker. No one Do is looking think? at... I'm not looking at Andrew Garfield and thinking... He's not, oh, he's yeah, not he struggles nerdy, to get women. <laughs> Yeah, it's just not happening, and you know when he's yeah. When you're rolling with Emma Stone in real life, you can't pretend to be a nerd. in in the in the in the film when he stands up to their Flash Thompson with the basketball thing and the photography. I mean, for starters, that Flash uh, Thompson the basketball thing with is the not that intimidating. Really, he was like the whitest guy to go bald ever. Also, by the way, two memorable moments that I didn't pick, but I should have picked one from I know what Spider Man one the well the tray. Catching yes, everything. absolutely. And he did that. He yeah. legit did that. I mean, I'll be honest, I have so much respect for that because for me, after take, honestly, I'm quite competitive, so I would try and do it. After about 25 takes, you give up. I'm like, fuck this. We'll do it in like fucking post. We'll do it CGI. I'm not pissing around with this. To carry on and do it, if it's like 140 takes or something, it's, and in, to it's smash incredible. It. But um, also... I really like the moment in The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, they're all my moments are from The Amazing Spider-Man, but from The Amazing Spider-Man. But yeah, you're putting him third. When he takes the ball off Flash Thompson and he goes to get it back, he's like, come on, get it back. Whoop! And he kind of like no, dunks see, it over his head. The moment for me, Flash the that film that I like the most is when um, Flash tries to talk to him after Uncle Ben dies. Yeah, it's a and nice, he's like, really not, nice he's like, not today, Flash. And then eventually snaps and like, has him up against the wall. Yeah. And he's like, it feels better, doesn't it? Yeah. He said, but, you know... I think it's one of those moments you're like, oh, you bastard. It's such a shame that we never got um, uh, long enough of an arc with Tony Rivalori, what his name is, is, is I really like him as an actor, but he's not going to be able to, he's not going to be pulling this arc off because I'd have loved to have seen an Agent Venom story, like a side character down I don't know Agent Venom. Agent Venom is Flash Thompson after high school goes into the army and into the Marines and whatever. Okay. Very successful career. And the military sort of weaponize Venom. Oh, and make him... And, they, and they, they sort of give him a bit of the symbiote and he becomes Agent Venom. Okay, cool. It's a really cool thing and he becomes... He's like a hero. He's a really good guy and he's completely turned around from the dick he was in high school. That's fair. It'd just be a really nice story, but... Um, that just wouldn't really fit in the film, would it? But Andrew Garfield, you know, when he steps up to, to, to Flash Thompson in the, in the playground, and first of all, Andrew Garfield doesn't belong on a playground. Look at him. But second of all, he steps up to Flash Thompson. I'm not thinking... Well, I think that's also where he suffered in terms of not having a third film as well as the second not being well-received is the fact of how much older he is mm. than Tom Holland, for example. Yeah, and they tried to keep it college, right? whereas at least Tobey Maguire, they went, he's in high school for the, a little bit at the start. Yeah, and then he then becomes he's in college, an adult. Then he's an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, absolutely. Uh, you know, 
the one for me again, like I said, when he stands up to Flash Thompson, I'm not thinking, oh wow, that nerd's really having a heroic moment standing up, even though he knows he gets down. I'm like, oh, that's just a cool kid standing up against a cool kid. Like they can do that. So I didn't really, but I loved him as his quips. Like I said, him giving the mask and saying, look, I only wear it because I'm scared and it hides my yeah. face and, and the knife thing. I think, I think what we, we've sort of said through this is, and probably Andrew Garfield had the potential to be by far the best Spider-Man. Well, I don't think um, he did. Oh, I think. Because he was never caught. Cool. He was always too cool as Peter Parker. He was never going to be Peter Parker. He was an amazing, but he's my, he's the best Spider-Man, the worst Peter Parker. So on average, it brings okay. him down to the bottom of the list for me. That's fair. That's your opinion. Second, Tobey Maguire. Because again, I love Tobey Maguire and I think he plays it really well in the version they did it. And the reason he can never be top, organic web shooters. Why do, you, why, do you, why do you hate his organic web shooters? Because a big part of the thing with Spider-Man is that he's, you know, genius thing. He makes these web shooters. Oh, do you feel because he's had it organically, they've he's taken robbed, away He's his, been robbed of that. Of his genius. Of ever. being shown how clever. And obviously he, he is still shown yeah, as very clever. to be fair, in those films, he's not the most intelligent. But also, there are moments when like, for example, in the comics and the cartoons and stuff, one of the things that happens from time to time is certain strong characters will break his, will, you know, grab him and break his web shooters. And then he's doing this and it's like, well, fuck, I haven't got them. I've got to try and think outside the box. And again, it shows an intelligence with Spider-Man to be able to fight all up with an yeah, arm. Yeah, again, back kind I of think thing. taking it back to the Amazing Spider-Man, that was something that does stand out in those films. When he's testing the web and... and well, not even that. There's a moment yeah. where Electro's going to shock, like, 20 people on this flight of stairs. And somehow, with just one web shooter, he manages to yeah. to save all of them. And it's one of those moments where, oh, yeah, that's quite yeah, clever. because he knows the, the properties of of electricity. Yeah, yeah. But, and I think he has that against... He has that over the other two. I think oh, Andrew I've, Garfield was shown fair, to be I the smartest. I think that's a fair... Um, criticism of the Tobey Maguire version because I definitely don't think he comes across as anywhere near as intelligent no. as the others. Probably quite the opposite in fact. So I think that's a fair... And then um, I think Tom Holland and it's an interesting thing because Andrew Garfield spoke about sort of what went on to be the Tom Holland Spider-Man because he said they said, oh, if, if you could team up with an Avenger, which would it be? And he actually made a point to say, well, it wouldn't be Iron Man. I don't think he'd like Iron Man. He's a bit too... Too arrogant, too cocky, and that's not very Spider-Man. But I think you've got to think that it's not Spider-Man looking up to Iron Man in these films for me. It's Peter Parker looking up to Tony Stark. It's Peter yeah, Parker, yeah. who's a who's a kid who loves science, and who's also, very clever, I think who identifies someone who's also ahead of his time and very clever. Absolutely. And I think where I think it's a bit weird that Andrew Garfield said that is because I think his Spider-Man is quite a cocky. Spider-Man, he's full of quips, he's full of like arrogance, the things he does, the way he behaves. So I think that's quite a weird thing. But it's a, it's a you know, it's a deliberate arrogance to cover up his insecurities, to, to cover up all that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's then weird to then... To also, Maybe think, that's a bit sour grapes, do you reckon? I think Tom Holland, when he looks at... Um, well, this was during the promotion for Amazing Spider-Man 2. So this oh, was before, really? Yeah. So the, okay, the, fair enough. So that would have been t- 2013 that that was done. So you're looking at Iron Man 3 has been Jesus, out. The Avengers has been out. a long time ago, wasn't it? But I'm the so, wow, he was Spider-Man pretty much before the Avengers came around then, wasn't he? No. Well, the Avengers... Well, yes and no, yes. The, he it was, was at the start. The Amazing Spider-Man was released in 2011. The Avengers came out in 2012. Yeah. But um, 
Do you think there was ever really a chance for him to have been kept on? What no. was it, what was it that had it? Was it just the fact the second film wasn't as well received? Yeah, that, and I think that clearly wasn't the direction they wanted to go with. Yeah, because obviously they need. I think basically they needed someone younger that they could have involved with the Avengers films. Do you think? So, I mean, another thing we can talk about quickly. I mean, no, sorry, finish what you were saying because obviously you're ranking them. Um, well, Tom Holland. So Tom Holland, um, I think, looked up to Tony Stark as well because. I think that's Tony quite Stark, a nice relationship because between Tony the two Stark. Of them. I think for me, Tony Stark is open about being Iron Man. He doesn't live mm. a double life. He he has Everyone a double knows life. Who he is? He has he is living this entrepreneurial genius life and superhero life. And everyone, but knows. he's very open about yeah. it. And I think Peter, you know, Peter so badly wants that. He so admires that. For me, well, I think that sort of comes full circle. This is what I wanted to sort of touch on was the next film that's going to come out. Um, I'm so excited for No which, Way Home. Which oh, its name is currently God. escaping me. What's the name? No Way Home. No Way Home. Um, and obviously we got ridiculously hyped. I don't know if anybody watching the pod saw it. There was a fake trailer released the day before the legit trailer. And you sort of know that I'm a bit... And it basically it sort of said that the multiverse was going to come together. We're going to see Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland all on the same screen alongside Doctor Strange and all of this and I think everyone knows I like a bit of a conspiracy theory we then got the real trailer the next day which sort of having watched both felt like a ramped down version I don't know what you think and to me I sort of came away from it going I actually now don't think that other trailer was as fake it might have been put together and was fake in that regard but in terms of what the story's going to be no I don't think it is um, that I think I think I've seen a lot of people talking about it and I, I agree with a lot of people out there that they're not going to they're not going to tease Garfield and Maguire until the last round of press. They're going to do trailer, 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 mm. get you all excited for it, and then just on the eve of the film opening... You'll see a glimpse of them. You'll see a little half turn, half a second at the end of the trailer. Where they look different or there's some... A little bit older with mm. their with their costume, and it's like, oh, shit. But what I mean is, do you think that's roughly what the story's going to be like, that we are actually going to see them and... What I know... Because that's what I mean. Yes, I, mean like, I think, I think the overall, in. what it's going to be, is going to be vaguely similar in terms of they will be involved because... I think they'll come in for the final third. I don't think they'll be in it at all for the first two thirds of the Well, film. no, but what I mean is they're going to be in it. And I overall, think so. that, that story is going to be incorrect so. that he breaks the mul- brings the multiverse together and they all sort of have to intertwine to sort of fix well, what it. I, um, I think what I love is that, you know, that you've got the whole thing of, I don't know if, I presume you haven't seen Loki. No, I haven't. I haven't got around to watching it. So, um, this is going to be spoilerific. If you want to put your fingers in your ears or turn down your microphone, feel free to uh, turn down your headphones. So Loki ends with um, the multiverse being a thing. Oh, so they've opened. So it's the not door a thing, and then it's a thing. And what happens is that Strange knows about the multiverse, whatever. And what I love is that. You know, everyone's worried about Loki kicking off the multiverse or someone else pulling them together. And what it is, is it's just Strange, who is meant to be the most, you know, responsible uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Being the most reckless. He's basically been like, yeah, fuck it. I think we can, I think we can do something. Fucks up the whole multiverse. You know, collides two of them. I think we will see the the Spider-Man. I think we've already confirmed that Melina's in it and that the the foes yeah, in it. Rock. And what I really like about the Jamie Foxx thing is he came out really. He was like the first one to announce that he was in it. He announced it on Instagram, 
and then had to delete the post. He's thirsty, that bloke. He loves a bit of attention. But he said, we're not doing the blue thing. It's going to play more comic than oh, that. Okay, and I was good. like, good, I'm back on board. Because as, as you know, earlier in the pod I mentioned, going straight to Hyper Electro, not a fan. I just felt that arc was done so quickly in terms of this poor loser bloke turning into Electro. I just felt that was done far too quickly. Agreed. Um, but as we said, that film was just busy in general. Same with Spider-Man 3, though. Spider-Man 3 was super busy. Oh, absolutely. And, and it I suffered. Say, out of the three um, Tobey Maguire films, it's by far the weakest one, um, I feel. Um, what do you make of the... Um, so, I'm, I'm just while we're on it, so what do you make of the changes from the comic accuracy, which I'm sure you might not be as familiar with? I'm not a big so, comic book person. My introduction to the superhero world was mainly cartoons. I so quite liked what they did with, for example... I quite liked what they did with the Michael Keaton vulture. And I like that he has his back. Well, that was the thing. I think I actually, um, again, done really well. Um, we didn't go over um, best villains. We haven't covered best villains. We've done no, worse. we did worse. We did worse, but we've not done best. And I've actually put um, the vulture, Keaton's vulture, as my honourable mentions for fourth. Okay, because I was going to say, because in the comics, Adrian Toomes is cancer-ridden. Okay. And it's a kind of like a... So he's trying to... Earn some money before so, he, um, yeah, that sort of thing. And there's various iterations of it, you so know, trying Heisenberg to get drugs to save himself, slash, trying to just fuck it. I'll just go. So there's a kind of few different versions, but yeah, that kind of Ala Heisenberg. Yeah, see, I've, I thought Keaton, in, and also there's a scene in that movie that I do like when um, he's taking his daughter to the prom in the car, and he sends her off and says, "I'm just going to have the talk with him." Oh yeah, and he basically just tells him that I'll quite happily kill you if I have to. And he does it so well, like, and menacingly. It's, it's very good. Um, but I suppose as we miss that section, we might as well quickly bang through it now. It's so odd, though. We're so well prepared. I can't believe we missed something. <laughs> I now. put as best villain, I put at number three, Dr. Octopus, um, from Tobey Maguire's films. I put number two as Mysterio, because I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was just fantastic, and I liked I liked what they did with it, because I knew Mysterio was a villain from having watched the uh, cartoon as a kid. Um, and it confused me at the start of the film because obviously they play it off that he's a guy from another dimension or planet or something, and obviously he's come to try and help them save the Earth. So I, that, I thought that was done quite well in the film itself, so I enjoyed that. But I put as my number one villain, Willem Dafoe, as um, Green Goblin. Okay, okay. I just think Willem Dafoe's a fantastic actor. I like how creepy he was going back. It didn't feel as cringy as when... Um, Dane DeHaan did it because he had those ridiculous ears and I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and go through as many as I can. Right at the bottom, Rhino. Amazing Spider Man two. Yeah. Above that, Green Goblin, Amazing Spider Man two. Yep. Um above that, now it gets a bit Did you say Green Goblin was ahead of um slightly better than the Rhino? Yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, it's we're talking minimal differences. I don't really care difference. enough about those two to We're really talking minimal differences. Honestly, we're talking about comparing me and Kanye for the biggest ego. We're talking the, like the tiniest, fractious... I would have to say Kanye beats you, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I think if you, I think if you had his money, it would be close, but I think because he has money... Thanks, man. It means a lot. That really... <laughs> I could just me. see you getting to a point where you talked in the third person all the time and... Listen, Jake does what Jake wants to do. You can't stop Jake. 
That's um, what I mean. So right, yeah, good book. Okay, right, so what, what would I go from there? I'd probably go um, Electro, Hyper Electro, yeah, yeah, I'm not Amazing Spider-Man 2. I mean, for all my love of Amazing Spider-Man, most of these have come from Amazing Spider-Man 2 at the bottom of the list. That's really holding up the base The here. villains were really poor in that film. Below that, I would say, um, then above that, sorry, I would have to say somewhere in there is possibly um, Harry Osborne's... Um, I'm not sure what he was meant to be. Sort of, sort I think of he was a... Revenge Goblin. I think you could call him Green Goblin too, probably. I would never insult the character that way. Um, Revenge Goblin, I'll call him. Vengeance okay, that's Goblin. fine. I've, I would yeah. say he was Green Goblin-esque. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, but So Revenge Goblin, then I would say above that, Eddie Brock, um, Tova Grace is, is Venom. Then above that, now we're getting to the good stuff. Okay. Then above that, Lizard. Amazing okay, Spider-Man 1. fair enough. See, I, I, I felt I like Reese Iphons. Reese Iphons. Reese Iphons. Oh, no, I'll tell you that. I'll take it back. Okay. No, yeah, below him, Shocker 1. Then Reese Iphons, Lizard. I think you're being very generous then Shocker to what two. a villain is. Then Shocker 2. Okay. Um. Then above that, now we now we are getting to good stuff. Then Adrian Toomes, the Vulture. Okay. Then, and it is obviously it's always going to be between these two at the top. Oh no! I'll tell you who comes in third. Sandman. Okay. So I thought they handled his art quite well. He was competing against a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I think the actor didn't do a bad job, and it was quite there was an emotional arc. To but there it, was a yeah. nice there was a nice tie in with Spider Man's journey of morality and questioning his place as Spider Man. Then. I think, like yourself, I think Doc Ock in two. Yep. And I think just Willem Dafoe, it was just... What about Mysterio? You've not he done was, Mysterio. You're right. Mysterio is above, is is below Doc Ock and above Sandman because I love Mysterio. But so there's you'd something say he's about around second, Ock. then Mysterio. Third. Third, okay, fair no, enough. No, tied second. You're right. He's tied second with Doc Ock. Yeah. But Willem Dafoe in the same way that... Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, in the same way that he is J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, no, I can't remember his name either um, off the top of my head. He was in... J.K. Um, Simmons. That's and the same with the J.K. Simmons just is, you know, there's some... So, like, Kevin Conroy as Batman, um, Mark Hamill as the Joker, yeah. J.K. Simmons as J. J. Jameson. Whenever I'm reading them, that's you whose voice I voice. hear. Yeah, yeah. In the same way that he is that, William Defoe was his whole... The way his face works, the, the intensity of him... It works. It was just made for Norman Osborn. Yeah. And Norman Osborn's descent into the Green Goblin. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And they stayed pretty true to the comics in terms of the pushing himself to try and be better and, and yeah. create the thing. So I think those are my villains. No, I think that's fair and I don't um, disagree with any of those um, particularly. I think you've been a bit generous as to what a villain is. You've included a few that I probably Someone who fights Spider-Man. Um, but no, that's fair enough. I don't. Um, I think overall you've been quite fair. Thank you. So I think, guys, we're coming towards the end of things now. Um, so we'd obviously love to hear what you think. If you think we're mad, whether um, you agree with anything, disagree with anything, and as always, you can hit us up and let us know what you think. Jake, tell them where to hit us up at. Uh, it will appear in your home. Probably, it's probably easier to do it from home. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to come out to us. You know what to do. G- give them the addresses. Give them the. Give them the deets. Well, you live at number 20... No, okay, the deets, they'll appear here. Yeah. Or here. They normally come here at the bottom. Uh, Like we do, most weeks. 
Jesus. No, I can't help it. There's, it's just, it, it just felt like we were doing such an innocent episode and there was no sex joke. And I felt like I had to I thought we'd like, in. to be honest, this episode's gone very well in terms of we've not really insulted anyone. Um, well, you mugged off Nicholas Hammond, but that's one person. Considering we've done nations, considering we've done whole nations, <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, limiting it. To also, just by one the way, person. while we're talking about Spider Man, how how amazing is it that the Amazing Spider Man was directed by the appropriate named Mark Webb? <laughs> Perfect, right? <laughs> nice. Anyway, thing. but yeah, Jake, give him the deets. Come on, you can. You can. Uh, we would really love it if you went to at Swords Crossing on Twitter. Yep. Tweet us. Let us know what you think of our selections. Let us know your own selections. You can find us on Facebook by searching Crossing Swords. Again, just let us know. We're Crossing Swords underscore podcast on Instagram. Yep. And we're Crossing Swords one nine at gmail.com. Let us know if you've got any episode suggestions because we're always looking to hear from Absolutely. you guys and do do those episodes. And also our next episode is number 69. Yeah, is there a so significance we, to that? Um, so we're planning to do an episode about sex yeah why is that <laughs> 69 is a sex position jake no get out of town yeah is it yeah yeah is it a solo I, position uh no no no. it's between two people you can do it on your own i don't know i could do it on my own uh it depends how what dexterous you are <laughs> well i'll tell you what jake we will cover it in next week's episode appropriately worded i think yeah yeah okay well you know apparently 69 is a sex thing so we're doing sex just look it up, guys. Just look you it know. up. I just realised that just I'd, I'd made the sex joke and I just wanted to pull it back and pretend like we're actually not that dirty. We're quite innocent. We don't know about sex stuff. So, no, no. Come on, myself. everyone knows you've uh, had a 69 in your time, Jake. No one is looking at me thinking that I've ever hooked up with a woman, ever. That's fair. Right, guys. So oh, I mean, try and defend me. Bro. <laughs> I've known you too long. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but guys as always thank you so much for listening uh means the world to us uh if you could go to our youtube page as well and check us out because uh, as you can see we record all these episodes now and we're really trying to work hard on improving things so your feedback your likes your shares your comments they all mean absolutely the world because it really does push us further uh so yeah keep smashing like buttons keep sharing us and yeah uh, we're quite ego driven if you want to just say nice things about it well, it means a lot i think ultimately the bigger we get the more the the better we can be and uh, the further we can push this. And I think we both like to push it. So, um, yeah, you nasty ah, bastard, start sharing it. our posts. Um, but as always, thank you. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys.